Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical, and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. The first thing I want to say is thank you for listening. This little podcast started in my closet. Now I do it in my garage, and we are... Well, in, in my closet in, in, my, uh, uh, in Silver Lake uh, a few years ago and now in my garage uh, in, in my home in Altadena. So it has come a long way as I have been um, building and continuing to create a dialogue, uh, but it's still the same, just uh, me and a microphone, unrehearsed, and uh, saying a lot of ums and buts and all of that, and on episode like, I think by the time you hear this, it'll be high 300s, 300 and possibly 75 or something. And I uh, started with just a commitment to do 12. And here we are almost, um, almost uh, reaching toward 400. Anyway, I, I really uh, want to thank you uh, for listening. If, it, if you weren't listening, I would have probably stopped. So thank you so much. I hope that you find these helpful. Today, I want to talk about this idea of connecting to yourself. And the reason I want to talk about it is because it's kind of what my uh, new book, Single on Purpose, hangs on. And by the way, uh, Single on Purpose isn't just about uh, – it isn't just for people who are single. It's actually for people in relationships as well. Um, this is not an anti-relationship book. This is a pro-relationship with yourself book. And I think it's important if you're in a relationship um, to connect with yourself, right? I mean – most people drop the ball because they get into a relationship and they stop that connection with yourself because it's not like a, a, a light plug. It's not like um, you plug something into a socket and the light turns on and it's all good and you know you've 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 reached the island and it's over. Um, connecting to yourself is like riding a bike, and when you stop pedaling, uh, you stop going, and in this case, you stop connecting. So, building a better relationship with you, I think starts with, um, and not only starts with, but it, it's this continual journey of connecting with yourself because um, there's going to be things that disconnect you with you, right? So your own self and cognitive distortions and, and all the stuff that happens internally, but also the external, you know, the environment, um, whatever you're going through, friends, family, other people, um, there's going to be this tug for you to disconnect you with you so it's sometimes it's like fighting uh um the world <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes it's like swimming up river uh and that's why it's hard right but it's so important because if you don't make an effort to do it um your potency is gonna drop you know your quality of life like uh, and it's not even about you it's like uh whatever that you are bringing to the table to this world the dent you're supposed to make all of that your potential it lowers right the more disconnected you are with you um the more lukewarm you are most of my life uh my my 20s half of my 30s i was very disconnected with me um i was just kind of a walking shell unhappy um 
just like trying to find love, get laid, <laughs> and do things that felt good, um, and then also chasing big shiny things that didn't come, and because they didn't come, I was a, a miserable fuck. Um, and I realized that it stemmed from this disconnection, and I learned that as I started to connect more to me, as I started to get to know me, build a better relationship with myself. Um, then my external changed. And I think this is a really important, I think it's a universal law, but I think it's a really important concept to, to if you don't believe it, to at least entertain it. Um, I believe it because it's happened in my own story. It's not something that, that I read from a book. So I believe that the world slowly disconnects us with us as we become adults, right? And And this is because um, so many factors, right? We pay taxes, we got to get a job, you know, we got to be responsible, um, or we get, you know, married, uh, have babies. Like there's so many things that happens in life as we become adults that slowly disconnect us with ourselves. And, um, our voice starts to get lukewarm. We start to put our own needs and, 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 um, wants aside, right? Especially if we are, uh, raising children. I mean, I think the first thing that can go is you, you know, um, and, and it's fair. Like, you know, you, you have a, a, another person that is completely dependent on you and, and, and he or she should come first. Absolutely. But that shouldn't be forever, right? That shouldn't be, uh, for the span of 20, 30 years. It should just be until you kind of get yourself back on track, you know? And so what happens is we becomes, as we become adults, we slowly disconnect and then as we disconnect, we make choices from that space, right? And so the choices we make then can be unhealthy. Um, the people we surround ourselves with can be unhealthy. And then we set ourselves up for poor experiences that cement false beliefs and puncture our self-esteem. And so if there's a cycle of just getting grayed out and, 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 and then that disconnects you with yourself more, Right. Until like you wake up one day and you just don't even know yourself. Um, but more importantly, you don't like yourself. And that's the damaging piece. And that's where I was at until I got a divorce and then had to start all over. And so when I started all over, I asked myself, what does it look like to connect back to me? And this is one of the um, big pieces in my concept of how to build yourself a brand new life container. And I call it unlocking your code. I believe that we have to unlock that hope chest that we have locked, right? Um, or society has locked or parents or, you know, whatever. That hope chest is locked. We'll be right back. 2020 has been so stressful for so many people. And that stress most likely is preventing you from good sleep. I don't know if you know this about me, but I've struggled with insomnia for many years of my life. And one of the things that has helped me tremendously is Calm. And that's why I'm excited to partner with Calm, the app designed to help you e-stress and get the best sleep of your life. All right, so check this out. Calm has a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep. 
like soundscapes, guided meditations, and over a hundred sleep stories narrated by soothing voices, not like from me, but from people like Stephen Fry, Kelly Rowland, and Laura Dern. Over 85 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. Any of you can go to calm.com slash angry therapist and you'll get a, for a limited time, 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. Get the Calm app and experience a transformation in the way that you sleep. You know that sleep is everything. It is a building block. Without it, it is so hard to find joy and be productive and meaning um, and build a, a happy, you know, sustainable life. Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium membership subscription just go to calm.com slash angry therapist that's 40 percent off unlimited access to calm's entire library and new content is added every week get started today at calm.com slash angry therapist that's calm.com slash angry therapist get some sleep be well Un- uh, connecting with yourself starts with taking a sledgehammer to the lock on that hope chest opening it up connecting to the spirit of who you used to be. And I say the word spirit because it doesn't mean to just do things that you used to love, right? That that can, I mean, it, it, it could definitely be a part of it, but that can also just feel like you're going through the motions. So think about when you felt the most alive. And I like the word alive more than happy. I, I'm not a big fan of the word happy. Um, it, it can be a bumper sticker. Like, what does that even mean? And, you know, um, we think happy is a constant, and it's not, right? It comes, it goes. Um, so I, I just don't like it. It feels very plastic to me. So uh, think about when you felt the most alive. And think about the spirit of that person. And for most of us, it's usually when we're younger. You know, it's usually before we became adults before the toxic relationships, taxes, um, the corner office, right? Uh, Studying your ass off to get that degree. Like before all the pressures of the world kicked in, when we were free and fearless. And usually that is when we were uh, uh, kids. But it doesn't have to be, right? It could be maybe in your 20s. I don't know. Whenever you felt the most alive, and there were probably many times that you did, but just pick one that kind of comes naturally to you. And think about the spirit of that person. So when I think about when I felt the most alive, um, it was the 80s, and I was around 12, and um, hanging out with older kids, Adidas windbreaker, fat laces, boombox, spinning on cardboard, dad coming home telling me that this is not why we came to America, (laughs) throwing books at me and shit and telling me to study. Um, But I remember losing myself in breakdancing, in the culture. Um, And I remember just like at night, just being obsessed with visualizing myself doing windmills and head spins. And then the next day, um, just practicing for hours and being a part of a crew and and all of that, right? So everything that came with that, it really opened up and, and encouraged uh, fed the spirit of who I was, you know, and I lost that spirit um, when I put my fat laces away <laughs> into the hope chest. Um, but more than that, just I just lost that spirit because I stopped feeding it, you know. Um, 
I decided to be more quiet because everyone said I was too loud and I was always high strung. So I kind of made sure that I wasn't. And then by the time I was in my 30s, I feel like that that the spirit of that of of John Kim was no longer in me. And and if it was in me, it was just a, a hint, right? It was just a little bit of residue from the 80s. So I said to myself, by the way, I sip coffee when I talk, always, uh, whether I'm doing a session or a podcast. So um, I apologize for the annoying slurping noises, especially if you're listening to this like on a walk and I'm directly in your ear. Um, sorry, getting a little sidetracked. That is the spirit of who I am, actually, getting sidetracked, uh, bird walking, being all over the place. Uh, and that's why I actually allow myself to be like that, whether I'm podcasting or doing videos, because it's true. That's who I am. And some people are going to be very annoyed by that, and I'm not going to be for them, you know. But I think that's where my potency lives, so I allow myself to, to be like that, I mean, to a certain extent. Um, the spirit of John Kim is, and I'm, and I'm closing my eyes as I'm thinking about this, uh, a little bit reckless, a little bit inappropriate colors outside the lines, gets an idea and just fucking runs with it before thinking about it through, like thinking through things. The spirit of John Kim is, oh man, energetic and a spaz and loud and um, always creating, right? Um, he's also very physical, like likes to do things using his body, whether it's windmills or, run, you know, I don't know, just climbing trees and shit, just, you know, being out in the world. Um, that being said, I don't mean camping. I grew up in the uh, concrete jungle, the city, and I don't know anything about camping. Camping scares me. The first time I went camping, I brought a hair dryer. So uh, the spirit of John Kim is sarcastic. He's dry. Um, he's obsessed with his hair. <laughs> and then I think about what it looks like today as a 47-year-old to to feed that spirit, you know? When do I see parts of that spirit of me come to life? And when do I push it away? When do I think it's inappropriate? When do I lock that spirit into the hope chest, right? Whenever I feel myself um, locking that part of me, I notice it, and then I ask myself what it looks like to connect to that part of me again, to feed that spirit. Uh, because that's... Uh, at the core of who I am, you know, I imagine the, um, uh, in Iron Man, the, uh, the round glowing thing in his chest, like imagine that is the spirit of you or, you know, E.T.'s heart, <laughs> that is this glowing heart. That is the spirit of you. And when you don't feed it, um, when you exchange your truth for membership, when you, uh, seek so much approval and validation that you, um, you know, don't speak your truth then that glowing heart, whether we're talking about E.T. or Iron Man, starts to fade, starts to dim. And when, you, when that happens for too long, right, your spirit dies. So I think connecting back to yourself means to first um, ask yourself, you know, what part of you have you locked away and what does it look like to connect to that part of you so you can start to feed the true spirit of who you are. And, and don't think about the, the, the behavior and the actions. Just, just kind of sit with that for a while, right? Sit with that for a while. Feed that. And let the, um, 
energy of that manifests naturally outward, you know? So for you, it, it may not be motorcycles and fitness and, you know, whatever, dancing with uh, your baby uh, way too hard on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it may be um, painting. It may be playing the guitar. It may be, uh, or it may not be something physical uh, or an action, but it may be a certain mindset or a certain feeling. I don't know, but when did you feel the most alive and connected to yourself? And what must you do to connect to the spirit of that person again? So you start to live inside out instead of outside in. And your potential goes up and you're very potent. And the event you leave in this world is massive. Thank you for listening. Be well. And if you haven't picked up my book, uh, it is why. Check it out. Single on Purpose. And you, um, if you actually go to my website, www.tat-lab.com, uh, and click on uh, my new book, the tab, my new book, uh, and you get it there, you can also get a free month of the lab, 30 days for free. So I will see you in the lab and uh, continue to work on connecting to you. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified, just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.